30 minutes before tip-off, the Utah Jazz found out Rudy Gobert would not go. The Jazz have not been able to defend all year without a center on the floor. Would tonight be any different? No. Because a surgeon. We're talking about it coming up on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone. We're here on Postcast after the Utah Jazz fall 114-100 to the Dallas Mavericks. The Jazz had tw- like 29-21 at the end of one. They they really kind of picked apart Luka defensively. They did a lot of really good things. But as the night went on, they're the, and I even said it. We opened up the second quarter of the broadcast, Ron, and I said, I, I think the Jazz can maintain this offensively because Dallas is really not a very good defensive team. I don't know that they can maintain this defensively because they had a 102 defensive rating in the first quarter and no track record that they could do that. And that turned out to be it. Luka really just was surgical after that point of the game. You're absolutely right. Uh, and without Rudy Gobert, is no way that the Jazz could sustain uh, the defensive schemes that they were putting together uh, because Rudy wasn't there. I mean, eventually – it gets figured out, uh, and they start taking advantage of, of situations that the Jazz have out there on the floor there as well. But, you know, offensively, I thought they faded there in, in in the second half there as well, strictly because the defense was fading too, I think. And I think they wore out. There was a moment in the game in which they kind of had a mental, pretty significant mental lapse out of frustration. Donovan threw a pass over Pascal that he cut in a place where he wouldn't, and that's a case where, you know, you're just not playing with your normal guys. Um I don't remember who it was we played earlier this year. It might have been Luca or somewhere where you, you talked about. You talked to one of their coaches, and they have guys set in certain spots right. for passes at all times. Um, or maybe it was Giannis uh, and Milwaukee, and it was Marcus That's Johnson exactly. that talked to you about mm-hmm. that. You know, and so the Jazz basically have a similar system, yet they weren't there, and then they they kind of were discombobulated, didn't get back off an inbound pass or an easy layup, and you just saw them kind of wear out at certain points in this. That's a it's a hard task to try to go against a Dallas team that's nineteen and four at home. Uh, one night to the last four at home. They're nine and four in the month. They're they're very good when Dinwiddie plays. I think they're twelve and four this year when Dinwiddie plays. Um, without your guys, and and I think this game went as we expected. I don't think there's a there's a huge like oh my gosh it's four in a row. This one was one that with the injuries and being this shorthanded against a Dallas team at home while you're on the road to, seems pretty unlikely. Well, one thing that I thought the Jazz needed to do was uh, they need to get up a lot of threes. And I think I said that before the ball game that this would be one of those ball games where I wouldn't be upset with 53-point shots or maybe 45. But I knew they needed to get up a lot of threes in this ball game. Whether they have, you told me they had 19 at the half. They ended up with, with 34 uh, to the point where their defense start taking the, you know, some of those three-point shots away from, and you know, from the Jazz, and they were unable to get it done. So... It felt as though the Jazz kind of came at Dallas with some things, and then Dallas just reacted. They they kind of figured out and figured out where the weaknesses were, made their adjustments. Luka particularly kind of figured out what the Jazz were doing with him and then just started slicing apart. And then, then, hey, Reggie Bullock comes into this game, and he feels like this is inevitable. He's 8 of 33 on corner threes, 24%. He's 7 of his last 28 on above the break threes. So this guy has hit 15 of his last 51 from three, and he goes bananas tonight. Now career, I mean, 7 of 11, He's a he is a good shooter. And some of those were crazy deep as the trailer and the pick and roll on the fast break. 
I mean, the confidence you have to take that when you're in that kind of slump is something crazy. I think what's, what's looking at this, you know, he, he, he took 12 shots, 11 of them was three-pointers. That kind of looks like Royce O'Neal's line sometime where Royce might take six or seven shots and maybe six of them are, are three-point shots. And so he just hung in that right corner. He had a great night shooting from that right corner, uh, knocking down those threes. And, and at, at first half, he ended up four, three in that second quarter. Uh, and I think most of them was coming from that right corner. Well, he had one walk-up three during, in transition, but uh, so, most of them came from the right corner. Andy has two cu- questions. One, he wants to know whether or not we're being extra careful with Bogey. I mean, Bogey's not helping. Like, uh, if Bogey could play, Bogey would play because he's Bogey. And and yeah. so the fact that Bogey, you know, the two games before Bogey missed the game because of a contusion on the leg. And I remember I went to our trainer, Eric Waters, and I said, what's wrong? Like, how serious is this? What's wrong? He's like, wow, relax. And I was like, no, if Bogey misses game, it's got to be like I was, like, all freaking out. And then he played, and then he gets hurt in the next game. And I actually think that, like, you know, to me, that, like, jumps out. Like, the fact that Bogey has missed a game at all is really disturbing because he doesn't miss games. So, you know, yes, he's really hurt. He would play, and we've watched him try to work his way back here, but it's not I, – I, I don't expect, like, tomorrow we're seeing him or anything like that. The second – question that that uh, was brought up by Andy was Mike Conley getting switched on Luka Doncic can be a playoff problem and I don't think we have a solution and the only solution is that Rudy Gobert has to stay near the rim and but then Luka's you know Luka's shooting in the mid-range un, really unencumbered Mike's just too small to handle that oh, absolutely we, we saw it tonight uh, and there were some possessions where Conley ended up starting defending Luka which is you know, played right into the hands of what the, uh, the the Mavericks you know wanted to do, but uh, it's it's will it be a problem going in, in, in the playoffs when everyone's healthy? Uh, I think the Jazz can make some adjustments there, and and you know maybe, but they'll always be able to put whoever they want in the pick and roll, and and, and that's one of the things that that um, has benefited the the, total, the NBA for the most part because everyone seeks out certain players and then try to take advantage of it. A lot of people ask about Donovan and the ankle. Donovan went down, banged the floor multiple times, face down, legs writhing in pain in the backwards. He then walked it off and ended up playing shortly thereafter. He was not particularly impactful after that. We didn't take him to see any shot, like long shots. They were doubling him and doing some things of that nature as well. Um, and then they didn't play him as much as usual, though he played 32. Um, so he's at the podium right now as we speak, and I, I can't hear that, so I don't know the answer to whether or not that is. If you're live with us and go to 1280 The Zone, you'll probably hear it shortly. Um, but I think the, um, you know, we'll see. The track record on this one is actually that Donovan does come back and play, but then often misses the next game or two after that. Yeah. Has kind of been the recent track record on that. So we'll be interesting to see whether he plays in our game on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night, though it is a national television game Tuesday night in Los Angeles um, on that. Uh, Jazz 10 free throws tonight. Dallas 24. Uh, has been pointed out. I don't know that I thought it was that bad a whistle. We're pretty far away to know. We don't have a lot of guys. Once Donovan's not attacking, we don't really have many other guys who go to the free throw line. Mike actually had five free throws. That's probably close to his season high. Um, and he only went two of five at the line tonight. So um, a little surprised to see that. Mike did nice thing tonight. It was only eight turnovers by the Jazz. So they took care of the ball in you know, where they were actually having to move it a lot because they didn't have Rudy. Yeah, and I think they only had two turnovers at the half there as well. So it that's um, yeah, that that's a plus if you want to you want to call it that because basketball over lots of time gets you in trouble, 
Uh, didn't go to the free throw line either. Only 10 free throws the ball game. They fouled a lot. And and, and obviously, Luca has a lot to do with that. Luca ended up with, with nine free throws in, in the ball game. But other than that, David, it, it, I think once Rudy, we got the word that Rudy was going to be out, we knew it was going to be a tough, tough call for the Jazz to try to win this ball game. Yeah, chat room's reacting pretty adversely tonight. I understand four losses in a row is not great. You were missing, you know, the defensive player of the year. Um another starter and two rotation players and two players in the same position against a team that's super good. So um, seems seems a little bit difficult uh, to have some of that reaction uh, on things. And, you know, there's, there's two things I would say. I'm a big believer in the rightful order of the basketball universe. And what I mean by the rightful order of basketball universe is that everyone has a role, right? And when this team is just right, Donovan's your primary bogey and then Conley plays off them and Rudy's rolling and everything's got and Royce is then nice because he's your fifth option who doesn't shoot a lot. It all fits when you suddenly have pieces out of that. And I've used the crystal ball. I've used the piece of glass crystal analogy this year when there's pieces missing our rightful basketball universe was way off tonight. Like, you know, our, and it has been for a little while. Like we don't have a third score. Wancho Herman Gomez is probably our third score tonight. That's not like he wasn't on the roster three weeks ago. Clarkson. then when he comes in is, but I mean, so this is just not a team that understand each other. We saw it a bunch with Pascal cutting and passes going. You're not Game. So your universe, yeah, right. Full order, the basketball universe, universe. Yeah. It just means that Donovan's normal twenty shots of ball game, uh, Conley's normal thirteen, uh, Boyan's normal about thirteen, four, and and Conley's Clarkson. So that's your universe. Yeah, you yeah, have to have a right. rightful order of the basketball. Right. Everyone knows their role. Good right. news tonight. Rudy Gay played really well. Rudy Gay played better than he has in a long time, right. and and he is a piece that we certainly need. So hopefully that's a good sign to come for Rudy Gay as he had nineteen points or eighteen points tonight to lead the Jazz. Uh, we were actually plus seven when Rudy is on the floor, and he's been negative in about 16 of his last 19 games, so that's good. All right, that wraps us up. Have a nice one. That is Postcast. I'll do something from L.A. tomorrow for you on Locked on Jazz. Have a good one.